even though this morning is pretty cold, but I believe that our heart um, is warm because of the person worship. This morning I will speak about walking in Jesus, walking with Jesus. A lot of um, a lot of religions in this world yeah. teach us to do something about um, this and that. For example, we have to meditate, we have to pray, we have to um, fast, and we have to like you know give a sacrifice, etc. So that we are able to meet God and to be in relationship with God. And that's what the, uh, a lot of the religions are teaching us. So technically, to see and to have relationship with their God is as a result of some criteria that we have to do first. And there's, it's not necessarily guaranteed to be successful. But it's different with Christianity. Because Christianity is not just a religion, it's a life. Because it starts with with meeting with Jesus, it starts with the relationship with Jesus, and then after that, we can we can do a lot of things, whether it be our thoughts, our speech, our actions, our character, um, are pretty much associated to that um, relationship with God because. Our character and our action will be renewed um, because of the Holy Spirit power that is living with us. So that we can become a spiritual human. We'll start a new life. We'll live as a spiritual human because God is with us. Today we'll speak about how can we live as a spiritual human being that, and how can we work with God today? Let us take a look at Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 and 7. The Bible says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. In English translation, it says in King James Version, So walk ye in Him. So walk in Him. Verse 7 says, Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding it, in it with thanksgiving. In King James Version, it says, Rooted and built up in Him. And establishing the faith as you have been taught, abounding in uh, with thanksgiving. How can we walk in Jesus? How can we walk in Jesus? Quite, um, as a spiritual human being, the first point is that we have to walk in Him. It's something that is quite interesting. It's it's not a secret anymore that, anymore that humans, we have to face the same thing again and again, every day, something that is quite routine. And it tends to stress, our, you know, stress us out and make us depressed. 
So you can imagine if you're just eating tempeh every day, every single day, today tempeh, tomorrow tempeh, and then the day after tempeh, and then four days later, and next week and so on, we, you always eat tempeh. You won't be able to handle that. Even though, yeah, it is healthy for you to eat, right? You've got the um, health, um, the, the healthy ingredients in there, but something that we eat day in, day out, is going to make us stress and um, depressed. Imagine if you're working every day and you eat bakjang every day. It's a sticky rice with meat. Of course, you, you earn money, right? Um, but you continue to eat bakjang every day. Aren't you going to get stressed out? So, in Australia, a lot of people actually um, stress out the importance of holiday, having holiday, because why we can't do the same thing again and again and again, especially if you work in the warehouse. Let's say if you're doing the packaging, you know, um, taking things off the conveyor belts and putting them on, back on, you can get stressed out. And this is some, something that um, is so visible. Moms tend to be having quite a routine um, uh, daily schedule. They have to cook, they have to look after the kids and so on. Why does that happen because humans have their soul, their thoughts, their um, uh, their feelings and whatever they want. It is dynamic. It's not the same as uh, animals because animals they don't have any um, any soul. Humans ha tend to be quite dynamic and they continue to have uh, that needs to be refreshed daily. They need a variation of action, uh, activities in their life. So that's why in verse 6 it says, Walk ye in him. It's quite interesting. How come the Bible doesn't say, Run ye in him? How come the Bible just asks us to walk in him, but not run in him? It's not, the Bible's not saying that you have to speed in Him, but walk in Him. It's because the Lord is also walking with us step by step. Every morning I, I walk around my house. It's at Green Valley Road. It's quite a long stretch of road. So from my place, I turn to the left first, right to the end, because my house is right in, pretty much in the middle, I'll go to the left and then I'll cross to uh, the opposite direction, across the road, and then went all the way to the other end of the road, and then I cross again, I go back again. I do that every single day. It takes me one hour from when I start until I come back to home. I do it all the time, every single day, and I always see all the same houses every day. I look at the same fence lines every day, and I'm following the same route, and I'm looking at the same environment every day. And when I thought about this, why is that the Bible says to walk in Him? Sometimes for us, we're human, we can't stand to see the same thing again and again and again. 
But don't you, uh, do you think that working in the same route is um is healthy? Yeah, it is healthy. But without us realizing it, we becomes healthier. The Bible says for us to work in Him. Our Christ, uh, Christianity life has to be processed in such a way that may seem routine. You have to pray every day. You have to read the Bible every day. And once a week you have Bible study or not. Um, and then on Sunday, like Saturday or Sunday, you have to have practices. You have to go to church. It's the same routine weekly. But if we do it patiently, then I believe that our spiritual health will, will grow and it will be developed. We don't realize that it may seem the same thing again and again. We're looking at the same thing again every day, but without realizing it, our spiritual growth is increasing. And people who don't have the, pati uh, the patience, they won't be able to see what God is working in us through the same routine. Those things may seem routine, but God is letting us do that for us. If you're working every day, our um, our hearts still continue to beat normally, right? God is doing for us something that may seem to be the same every day, but God is doing a growth in us without us realizing it. We're doing the same thing again and again, but in God, it's different. For example, if you do things outside God, then you might have a different implications. You might be stressful, you might be depressed, but if you do things in God and with patience, because you're working with God, because God is doing the same thing in our life day by day, that's why I believe that the result will be different. Be thankful the fact that you are a patient person, a, uh, a diligent person, a persistent person who does the same thing again and again that we have to do in God without us realizing it will grow wiser and more mature because God is training us to face situa other situations in our life from the sim simplest thing to the biggest thing. I believe that if we can't do small things in our life, something that is simple with patience and persistence, then we won't be able to handle the big things in our life. People can face difficult things, a massive problems. It's because they have been trained to go through and overcome the simple things every day. Don't be hopeful to um, for you to be able to do things um, that is so big if you um, if you don't go through the simple ones. We tend to forget to give thanks to God from starting from the smallest thing. We just wanted to to see the big things, but every day we have um, reasons for us to give thanks. Things may be so simple, but God is always doing great things in us. It, it's only because of us looking at it as a simple thing. One day I went home from church. I don't know how my 
my street archery uh, has been torn. And I said, oh, take it, um, take it home, take it out into the house, and then I want to um, stick a tape it so then the, um, uh, it's not torn even bigger. And then when I got into the house, I forgot to, to do it, but the next morning, I received a present, a gift. I received a new street directory for the 2012 as a gift. See, something that may seem quite simple for a street directory that has been torn. Something that is pretty much invaluable, really. But if we give thanks and we are able to see that it is God's work in us, how does God knows um, and he knows that um, we he knows of the every little thing that we need it's not like the street directory can be used it can be used but my street directory is um, the 2005 version and there are a lot of new um, new developments and new streets and whatnot and God is amazing even though it's only torn a little bit, God has given me the new street directory. So if we are able to see those little things in our life, though they are small, but if we're looking at it through the spectacles of um, Thanksgiving, then we're able to see the fact that we have great things in our life. Yeah. My wife has been in Indonesia for almost two months, for even more than two months. She normally have healthcare cards, so I tend to um, to be in her healthcare card to get you know to get a discount in um, buying prescriptions. I can buy prescriptions, uh, medications for only five dollars something, right? It's cheap, but because she is in Indonesia, I can't. Um, I can't buy it with her healthcare card because she's um, the account is suspended because she's in Indonesia. And so when I went to the doctor, I was so shocked that it was so expensive. And then one day, um, my medications uh, ran out, and so I went to the doctor and I asked for new um, prescriptions. And then the doctor, when I met the doctor, he was very nice. He's a Vietnamese doctor, and he shared how he, you know, how he got to Australia. He he goes, um, I arrived in Australia in 1979, and I said, "Oh, you're a bird, um, a bird people, right?" And said, oh, I'm sure you hop onto the boat and arrived in Australia. And he shared how she was on inside the boat for two two weeks, and he was pretty much um, he was very uh, what do you call it? Um, he, he he was wrapped in the on the boat, and then he he shared how he was um, evicted from Malaysia, and he went he arrived in Singapore, and he's not allowed to going to Singapore, so he was so um, sad, and he thought, oh, how come he's, you know, he's pretty much being robbed and everything, but he can't get off the boat, 
he needs to get some food and whatnot. And then he, all of a sudden he landed in Banka Island. As he arrived in Banka Island, he started to shed his tears. He said, I never forget Indonesian people. He met a little boy. He was selling the cakes on a on a rotten um, tray and he knows that the kid is not a rich kid but what he can see is that Indonesians have different heart and he started to give him some food um, to the bird people and whatnot for free and he shed his tears and ever since then on he said he never forgets Indonesians people the Indonesians they are very nice and I heard about his story from Banka Island. He arrived in ba Batam Island. He was also welcome and everything with um, being given food and whatnot. From Batam to Jakarta and then he arrived in Jakarta. He, his needs were fulfilled, you know, like for example, clothing, food and everything. And he felt how Indonesian people are so nice. And then after he shared the story, he applied for refugee um, to Australia and he got it. And that's how he can study and he can become a doctor. And after he finished his story and I said to him, do you know that I'm Indonesian? He goes, oh, what? are you Indonesian? He said, and I said, yes. And we were like, you know, we became friends kind of thing. And he goes, I love Indonesian food. And I said, what sort of Indonesian food do you like? I can also cook, you know. I said to him, do you want me to cook for you? And he goes, oh yeah, of course, of course. I love fried rice. I love um, fried noodles. And so on. And, I, and I, I said to him, next time I come here again, I'll bring you some more food. And, he, and before I leave, he goes, oh, wait a minute. And he grabbed his, um, his medications that, you know, from his storage. He gave a lot of things and he gave them to me, four boxes each. And it was amazing. It may seem simple by just listening to his life story. I mean, it was just listening to, you know, how he gets here. But I came home with blessings. Those four boxes cost quite a, quite a bit. It, it cost, you know, a couple of hundred dollars. It's not cheap at all. And Australians can can enjoy the um, the cheap medications because the government subsidized them. I watched it on the TV that the government subsidized his citizens around about one trillion dollars a year. It's not cheap. Our medications are so expensive, but because the government subsidized them for us, that's why we're able to buy them cheap in cheaper price. Especially if you have healthcare card. So it may seem so simple. I met a new doctor, he's a Vietnamese, and all of a sudden he spoke about his life story, and I just listened tentatively, and then I received blessings. So it may seem simple, but I believe in the life of the believers. There is nothing that's simple. Whatever happens in your life, it's not a coincidence. I never thought that. 
I will be able to receive this amount of medications, four boxes each. He goes, just take this home. You, you just take um, these medications home. And I just thought, wow, amazing. And I said, next time, if you, you know, I, I, I said in my heart, if you, if you have more next time, and when you store more, you can keep them, and then you can give them to me next time. But, you know, if you give thanks to God, we are able to see that it's not simple things. It's not a small thing. Something that is big. We're able to live today is because of a great thing. Last night, if you close your eyes and you can't open your eyes in the morning, it is possible for you to do that. Today, when you wake up in the morning and you can't see, you, it might happen to you. If your heart doesn't beat anymore, it is possible to happen, but sometimes we don't take things for granted. Sometimes the things that we um, do as a routine, we just take them for granted. And if you wake up in the morning and I can open my eyes and I can hear the sound of the bird chirping, we know that it's something big. God has given us to live for another day today. That's why I just give thanks. Be grateful. We won't be able to face all these big things unless we train ourselves to face the simpler things, the smaller things. We won't be able to give thanks if we won't, um, if we don't appreciate the smallest things. If you are able to live in Australia, it is something that is a big thing. But how many Indonesians who can't wait, but they just wanted to go back to Indonesia all the time. You know, sometimes when I heard Indonesians wants to go back to Indo, they don't like Australia. They are disappointed with Australian government, blah, blah, blah. They, they wanted to go back to Indonesia. I wanted to ask you a question. For, um, if, um, if your position, for example, if the government says all those of you who are permanent residents or citizen of Australia, you can swap yourself with Indonesians. Would you do it? No. Why? You just swap, you know, swap your positions with the Indonesian people who wants to live here in Australia. Would you want to do it? Why don't you want to do it? Indonesians, uh, Indonesia is pretty good. The food are great. You have your family there. Over here, you become made yourself. If you go back to Indonesia, you have mates. So you live in a luxury life. But how come we don't want to swap our position? Why? It's because it's much better here, right? Even though... Uh, even though you have to do everything yourself, it's much better to live here. That's why learn to be grateful. If you can't give thanks from the simplest thing, then you don't know how to appreciate or how to thank God. God has given you the permanent residency visa. To, you're able to, you know, to breathe the air of Australia, but we can't be grateful and wanted to go back to Indonesia. But how many people who wants to live in Indonesia and how, how many against the people who wants to live in Australia?
You can compare them now, can you? If Australia is now limiting themselves, Indonesian would have wanted to come here. So for those of you who wants uh, who are who is already living here, why would you want to go back to Indonesia? Learn to give thanks and learn to be able to see that God has placed us in this place. Try to see His goodness from the simplest things. Learn to give thanks. Don't just be filled with um, with things you know that you wanted to do because we are stressful. Why? Because if we're not doing that, if we want to know uh, to do some things that's not routine, we can. As I said to you, I walk every day. As soon as I get out of the house, I turn left. I walk across to the right and then come back again. But one day I thought, oh, I'll change my routine. As soon as I get out, I turn to the right and then I go across and then come back. It's, it's got a different feeling. Because we're doing, like, the road is still the, the same, on the same street, but it's a different um, step that we take. We normally come from, you know, from one direction. We actually go to the, you know, to a different direction. So why is it that we're stressed? Because we do the same routine things again and again and we're not creative enough. If you want something that is the same thing but with creativity, the result will be different. I've experienced it myself. So that's why learn to give thanks. Because uh, so then God is able to make us to see great things in our life. Confidence doesn't come when we have answers. It comes only when you are ready to face all the pressures. So confidence doesn't come just because we look at the answers, but it's because we are ready to face the pressures. With all the things um, in life, if we have confidence, it's not too, it's not too hard. 2 Corinthians says that your temptations that you face are normal. It may seem heavy, but it's actually not. You have to face things with a new creativity every day. Just create something. And I believe that your life will be amazing. Your life will be amazing, and even in your workplace, even though you have to do the, like if you have to, um, if you have to wrap bakjang, it's like sticky rice. Um, even though you're doing it day daily, but you can see the result is different because you're gonna do it with joyful heart. I just received a um, a testimonial from our um, global um, community from. Uh, West Java. He shared that ever since he listened to the sermons um, from CLC, he used to work in a um, in a, a holiday um, ship kind of thing. 
and then he always download all the sermons in from CLC website and he used them to um, to fellowship um, every day and from those um, sermons um, they um their heart has been moved to um, to sell these um it's like a, a sweets um, inside it is a red bean and it's a round uh, shape and it's covered in sesame seeds and one day uh, normally they sell 50, 50 of them, 50 pieces they started to, share, uh, to sell them and everything and then he's doing the same thing but he's doing it with a different heart and he's so thankful um, he said thankful um, that we're able to sell 50 pieces of them Every day he um, he makes another 50s and he sends it to the shops and whatnot. And then he started to give thanks even more. And then one day he met a person in that um, shop. Oh, he goes, who made these um, these sweets? There's a there's a person who ate at that shop. And then he asked, who made it? Oh, this is the guy who um, who made it. He goes, oh wow. Can you make more of them for me? And I said, oh yeah, of course. How many do you need? And he goes, oh, just how many, how many do you normally send here? And he goes, oh, 50. But I need, uh, but I have 10 shops. So you can imagine, right? From 50 per shops, now he sends 500 pieces instead of just 50. And he goes, God is amazing. It starts with 50 pieces of sweets. Now I I have to deliver 500 odd of them. You can imagine. You can imagine making 500 pieces of that every day. If you don't give thanks all the time, you get stressful because it's the same roundness. It's got the same feelings. You can imagine doing that every single day. If you can't give thanks every day, then you'll be stressful. But our um, uh, our community they can be so grateful because they can see that those sweets comes from God. Let us take a look at our life every day. What are the things that we can gr be grateful of and how many things that we haven't give thanks for. Have, uh, take a look at your husband or your wife next to Your, your partner is not young anymore, right? Not handsome anymore, like this. Right? And it's not cute anymore, right? But imagine if you give thanks. Because why? Because your husband or your wife has given you children. He's given you a life. He's, give, uh, he's, given, he's feed you or she's feed you. And your partner has been with you for years. And it's not something that is e easy to be with one person for one week. Might, you might be able to handle it. But imagine if it's years and years, not necessarily. If that person is able to be with you, don't think that oh, you you good and like oh lucky I want to be with you or whatnot. No, don't think that way. But it's lucky that your partner wants to be with you because we tend to be so talkative, so annoying, 
and we can't be grateful when someone cooks for you oh it's not you know this and that and this and that and if, our, if your partner is able to be with us you have to be grateful even though he's, he or she is not cute anymore but you have to be grateful don't you uh, don't be like a lady who tend to um to just get together to uh, um to winch about their husbands and whatnot but try to be grateful every time you see him or her you say oh thank you god because thank god that um he or she wants to be with us don't say oh lucky i want to be with you don't do it the other way around lucky that you want to be with me just be grateful of your partner it's not too late amen our confidence comes because we're able to face those little things in our life we're able to be grateful of those things that's why from the for the biggest things you're able to be grateful still and if we're not um, vigilant and we're not able to see those little things as being uh, important then our character won't be able to be developed and we won't be able to face the problems that are even bigger it starts with small things only 50 pieces and now he becomes a businessman pretty big business for delivering 500 odd sweets every day how much do you reckon you'll sell uh, you'll receive every day so let's say you know um let's say if you sell one piece for 2000 rupiah you receive 1 million rupiah every day in one month you receive 30 million rupiah and it started with 50 pieces of sweets you become the businessman who's got business for delivering those sweets you can imagine delivering one one million rupiah a day so you can imagine it is a big income why because he started to learn to be grateful ever um, from the smallest things because if you can't be grateful of the little things it's impossible for you to be able to see the big things because the bible says those who is patient with little things they will be given um, a responsibility for a much bigger things and then i read it oh, wow thank god even though he didn't mention the amount in uh, like you know in value but i can count it myself we have to be grateful. We have to learn to be grateful. That's why from now on, don't ever think of what you've done. But you have to think of what you haven't done. What are the things that you can do but you haven't done yet? It may seem a small thing, but you can see greater things then. Our global community has um, has learned to give um, through that type. He receives hundred uh, you know from the fifty pieces, 
he gives 10% of that. But he learned to do that every day. And God has uh, blessed him with earning 1 million rupiah every day. So start giving thanks from the smallest things in life. And then you'll be able to be blessed with even much bigger things. I thank God for giving me the uh, newest um, street directory edition for 2012. And then after that, I received the four boxes of medication, so it's amazing. So, Billy Leach, who is a stuntman um, in Hollywood, that is quite um, well known in the 20th century, he once written about um, um, having a free fall from the Niagara Falls in 1911. He had a jump from the Niagara Falls. He only had a slight, um, uh, slight cut and whatnot. And then a few years later, he died in New Zealand. Why? Because he's he tripped over. Oh, yeah, he tripped over from um, from the Mandarin pills, and then he broke his leg, and then he had to be operated, and he received complications, and he died in hospitals. So he jumped from Niagara Falls, and he didn't even break anything. He only had small cuts, minor cuts, and whatnot, but he slipped because of the Mandarin pills, and compared with Niagara Falls in, in New Zealand. He only uh, um, he only fell because of the Mandarin pills. So you can imagine if he died from like from the tower or something then it's different but he's um he actually died by just um tripping over Mandarin pills. So you can imagine Sometimes we can face the bigger things because we prepare ourselves for bigger things, right? But you can imagine, if he wants to jump from the Niagara Falls, he would practice it hard, right? He probably start, you know, jumping from uh, smaller falls and whatnot until he's able to jump from the Niagara Falls. Why? Because his mentality has been prepared for bigger things. But to trip over because of the Mandarin pill, he can't prepare for that, right? He can't just, you know, slip because of the Mandarin pills on the floor. But that's what caused him to die. See, in our life, we have to be careful that because God has made us to prepare ourselves for bigger things, but we can never prepare ourselves for those small things in life. And those small things in life can actually bring us down. They're not the bigger things. You fall not because you um, you have to hike a mountain or something, but because you slipped over little things. If we can't learn how to be grateful of the small things, we will be able to fall because of those little things. So we have to prepare ourselves for the little things, to train ourselves 
one day there was a young teenager asking the mother, Mom, how can I get the best um, ladies for me? And then the mom says, my, kid, my child, don't think of how you can get the best women, but concentrate to be the best men, and you'll receive the best. Do you get that? Sometimes we just want to compromise and we want to get the best, but we forget that we need to prepare ourselves to be the best first. If we, we are used to do things that are the best from the smallest uh, matter, then without us realizing it, we'll do the best in any other matter. You don't have to look for the best one, but you'll, fi you'll find the best one because you do the best. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. To work with Jesus is, is fun, it's safe. Why? Because the Bible says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Amen. It's not us holding on um, to Jesus and directing Jesus, but Jesus is directing our path. We're walking with him step by step every single day. It may seem to be boring, but I believe that if we walk with Jesus, our life will be protected. Two kids, um, uh, aged eight years old kids, um, he was playing in the like in in a winter cold day. He was left at home uh, with his um, siblings. He was only eight years old and started to grab um, fuel. And he opened up the stove and he poured the stove when the stove is open and it blew up. What he wanted to do was he wanted to you know to um, warm themselves because fire on the stove is quite little, right? And then he thought, ah, oh, make it bigger by pouring a bit more fuel on it. But the, expo the explosion happened. One child died, and the other one had a lot of um, burns on their leg, and then the doctor advised to um, um, amputate the kid. But after a couple of weeks, the leg actually healed, but his, the, the leg is shorter by 6.4 centimeters and the doctor says oh you won't be able to walk so you can imagine having a one of the um, leg that is 6.4 centimeters shorter than the other obviously he's gonna limp or something but then again he can walk using um, with a with stick and the doctor said he won't be able to walk without the stick then the kid tried to walk without the, the stick and then he was he managed to do it and then the doctor goes oh wow he's able to walk without the without the stick but then he won't be able to run and because the kid says uh, heard that the doctor 
said he won't be able to run, but he practiced to run. And he's managed to run, and after this kid grows up, he becomes the gold medal holder in the Olymp Olympic. And he broke records, world records, 15 meters, uh, 1500 meters run within 4 minutes and 8 seconds, and he overcome all the other competitors. And his name is written in the Olympic record as Glenn Cunningham. Isn't it amazing? The kid that has been um, uh, predicted not to be able to walk because uh, he's going to be crippled uh, because his leg has to be amputated and everything. But he becomes a world uh, record holder. And even until now, no one can, um, um, can beat that record. Isn't it amazing? That's why Proverbs 16 uh, verse 9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his step. Amen. We can think of our own ways. Fine. I'm not saying that you can't plan your path, but remember that the Lord will direct our path of life. That's why give thanks and learn to be grateful of what you've received. Let us enjoy whatever we, we have, not what we haven't got. We tend to be not grateful of the things that we don't have. We don't think about what we've got at the moment, but if we are grateful of what we, re we have received, then I believe that you won't be stressful in your life. So the first point is to walk in God, to walk in Him. Second point, Colossians chapter 2, verse 7 says, Rooted and built up in Him. So the second point is to, uh, to be rooted and built up in Him. Our process of uh, maturity, uh, spiritual maturity, is built through step by step because we're walking with Jesus and He will direct our path all the time. For example, the first thing in the morning, obviously, uh, even though we, uh, Jesus sleeps so late, but we, um, He still walks, uh, wakes up in the morning. He wakes up and He, he prays and He have daily devotion, even though Jesus might be awake, but we might be still sleeping. But after he has his daily devotion, he works. And then Jesus, when, when Jesus has his devotion, we tend to be probably sleeping, or when he works, we might be um, shopping or whatnot. So we probably have a different, um, different sets of schedules in our life. But how can we follow Jesus' um, schedule? It's hard. How can we follow him step by step? Our spiritual life is not like a sprint competition where we have to run 100 meters um, you know, within the shortest period of time. But it's like a marathon that we need to have stamina, we have to have a strong mentality, and we need to have 
good um, uh, breathing pattern because walking with Jesus is a long journey. Because something that is um, that is a long journey, we need to have a much better um, mentality and stamina. That's why if we want to build up our spiritual life, then there's no other way but to build up the foundation even deeper. You can't just read the Bible one minute a day to be able to be a great preacher. You have to be able to study the Bible well. A bamboo tree is part of the species of, um, of grass. I didn't even know that um, bamboo trees is, uh, is part of the you know the grass lands and whatnot. Bamboo tree is actually one of the grass that can grow quite tall, even though they're um, they're um, their branch is not like too big, but it's it's able to grow so tall. Why is it that the bamboo tree can uh, can grow quite high? It's because the bamboo tree develops its um its growth when he when there is a lot of wind, right? He pushes itself back. The the root actually grows even deeper as they're being um, as the branch being um, uh, pushed by the great wind. The deeper it grows, the more it spreads to the side as well. So its root grows not just vertically but also horizontally. And it, it connects with all the other bamboos all around it. That's why they can grow stronger. So you can imagine, have you ever seen bamboo tree being snapped? We hardly see bamboo trees being snapped, right? Normally after the storm, we can see that the trees, the big trees that might seem to have a massive stump, but it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't stay strong, it snaps. But I've never seen bamboo tree to fall. You know, sometimes the, um, the bamboo trees are roots, they tend to, um, to tip over and came out of the ground. The trees, they, they normally get um, snapped out the trees with bigger roots. But the bamboo tree tend to grow its roots deeper and deeper the more they they receive um, pressures from the wind. So then the whole community of the bamboo tree can grow together. Likewise in our life, spiritual life, our spiritual life should, um, when we face the storms, we have to be even stronger. We have to grow deeper to to have that root in Jesus even stronger and deeper. We have to build our faith with the you know with the people um, in the community church. When we face 
problems, there are so many um, temptations that may seem to be great. For example, if you have a clash with someone else within your church community, a lot of people go, oh, he just moved to a different church. My, you know, my, the people in my church, is, it's better and whatnot. It's not normal. A lot of people may seem that way. Every time we face problems, we always receive um, different offers that may seem to be good. But it's not necessarily good. When you have a clash at church, then that's when you build your character, right? So then we're being more patient. We can forgive others. We can receive others. We can become mature. Spiritually, uh, our spiritual level is measured by how we can accept others. How can, you know, the more we are being childish, we can't really grow in our spiritual life. That's so why when we face clash with others, that's when God is developing our character. So then we are developed better and mature with complete sense. Tomorrow, you have a different clash. God is um, training us through a different kind of people. How can God um, train us to be humble? He'll put you next to a really annoying person those who loves to eat but doesn't want to pay. See, they all just want to eat, but like you know, eat without paying, and always want to go with people um, who pays for others. And your character will be developed more and. It's not just like you know you wanted to um, you wanted to pay for others. You you know you're not ready for other people to pay for you, right? No, next time you just pay for it first. You know why? Because that character has been built. How? Because you you meet with such a stingy person. You can try it yourself. If you think that you're stingy, you look for a generous person or even a person that is even more stingy than you. Then you learn how to be generous, how to be humble. That's how God is teaching us. Imagine if God is trying to train us but we always run away. But that means our character will never be developed. We'll go through the same problem again and again. Well, our spiritual character will never grow. But if we're able to allow God to train us, then it's going to be beautiful. When you meet a stingy person, then you learn to be generous. If you meet with an annoying and talkative person, if after you being, uh, after you cook that person this and that is not enough, they complain and whatnot, you can learn how to forgive others, how to be humble. A lot of people can't do it. People have cook so hard and yet they still complain. Oh, it's really annoying sometimes. 
So that is when we learn how to be humble. When can we become humble? That's when we do our best, but other people don't appreciate you. So when you do your best, other people actually hurt you. And that's when you learn to forgive. Just learn to be incredibly amazing. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of man, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. It says, Beware lest any man spoils you through philosophy and feign deceit, after the tradition of man, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. So be careful. So then, there's no one who um, who deceit you or who spoils you with philosophy and empty deceits. That is just according to the human tradition, but uh, and the principle of the world, but not according to Christ Jesus. Sometimes when we face um, difficult um, situation. There are a lot of people who tempt us. For example, like this. Oh, mine's uh, mine's good. Oh, maybe. Let, let me give you a different example. Because it's hard to, um, to translate the Javanese to Indonesian. So when you face difficult situation, like for example, you, when your business is not working, and your friend probably says, oh, don't worry, just have a business in Indonesia. You'll have more profits. And they cheer about you know, how successful he is and whatnot. So we are tempted to Attempted to, oh wow, oh yeah, you're, you're successful in Indonesia. You know, you started with one warehouse and now you've got four warehouses. They don't realize that they're all like, you know, indebted and whatnot. He never shared about his failures, but he shares about his successfulness only. So then, when, uh, so then we are being tricked, oh yeah, to think that, yeah, to, um, to have business in Indonesia can be very profitable and we're being um, tempted to do a different um, alternative. A lot of people don't share about how they fail but they always share about their successfulness and never about the failures because why they'll be ashamed of their failures. They can show about their successfulness and it's normal. And this is what the Bible is saying. So be careful, don't let people uh, cheat you through the philosophy and, and empty deceits that is based on the principles of the world. So, for example, if you're, you know, if you're sharing with your friend, oh, over here I don't have any job and I'm so stressful. And then your friend probably said, oh, 
Yeah. If you don't have money, then people don't look at you. Look at me. I'm successful in Indonesia. Everyone is looking at me. So we have been like um, tempted with all these things. And if we follow it, then our way of thinking will be different. I was like, oh yeah, I should be able to make um, make money in Indonesia. You go back to Indonesia, try to look for money, so then we are being appreciated by others. But our motivation is different already. We work to be appreciated by others, and that's just an empty deceit, because the more you grow over there, the more you have money, like for example, one million rupiah, even if you have hundreds of millions rupiah, and you probably thought, hang on a sec, there are still other people who have even more. And they don't only talk about a million dollars, um, a million rupiah, but it's because of our thoughts. It's because we have money, and it will be unlimited. However money you've got, you will see, and you'll meet another person with even more money, and you won't be able to keep up. I've got my class of a millionaire, right? But you'll find a trillionaire instead. And it's nothing. You know, they're not going to look at you right now. Why? Because that is the world. That is the way the world is working, and it's the tradition of men. Humans tend to behave that way, and it's all just empty deceits. The empty deceit that makes us to feel like we're nothing. We might think that, oh, yep, we can appreciate others as God's creation as they are will be um, tricked by these sort of um, thoughts so that other people can appreciate you from what you've got in your money. And other people will also measure you from your financial. It's not us ourselves that it's been measured, but they measure it through the um, um, the financial level that we've got. So then, wherever we are, we'll always, you know, find things that are nothing really, and then you'll go back to your own, um, your own home, and you say, "Oh, yep, I'm wrong. You've already grown, grown older, and um, your life, your family has already left you and whatnot, and you'll probably um, regret it." And this is what the Bible is saying. So you have to be careful so that no one cheats you through philosophy and empty deceits according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. That's why we have to be grateful. We have to see God as who He is, and we can see others as who they are. Don't just look at the financial um, levels. We will, um, we will regret those things because we want to. We wouldn't be able to find the real thing. Through those tricks, the devil is trying to 
to pinch us. The devil is trying to um, tell us, yeah, you should go. The thing is that Christians don't work just because they wanted to, um, they wanted to earn money, but it's to receive the highest calling. A lot of people will, you know, will earn money, but they won't be able to enjoy it. But it's different with Christians. The Christians, they want to look for money, but they can enjoy them. So be careful. The, your journey is uh, a long journey. And I want to close with an illustration. There is a businessman, an owner of a company, and then he thinks, oh, He's a CEO, and he thought, oh, who can um, who can look after this company? It's a big company. And then he called all the seniors and everything, and he said, it is my time to step down. And and I don't know who is able to replace my position. So he said, I'm, I'm giving you this one seat every day. Uh, I want you to grow this seat in a pot and to water it and look after it for one year and then a year later we'll meet together again here and I'll be able to measure of what you've done and I'll be able to decide who's able to take um, to replace me and then every day every week they discuss it with each other well how how is your um, how's your um, seed growing there's one guy whose name is my seed is not growing at all even though I've, I've watered it I've uh, fertilized it and everything he goes how come all um, the other seeds are growing well but mine's not week by week month by month all his friends started to grow and bluff you know love how their trees have grown and whatnot and their leaves are really nice and whatnot and then not long after that a year later it is time for them all to to bring their pot and James said to his wife mom how come our seed is not growing at all how can I just bring this um this empty pot and she goes don't worry just tell him the truth all his friends probably gonna bring all the you know all the plants that grows and whatnot and his pot is the only one that's not growing and a lot of other people says oh are you gonna just give him an empty pot and he felt embarrassed he was ashamed and then it's time for the CEO to check on their plants and they said Yep, it's time for me to, from looking at these trees, I know who's going to replace me as the CEO of this company. And he's James. And everyone was so shocked. So, how come it's James? His pot is empty, but he doesn't have anything. And how can he show that he is able to grow the seed? And the owner said, you guys don't realize, huh? The seed that... They said that I gave you a year ago, I've already boiled them. 
So if today you bought a plant and you have replaced my seed with a different seed, and James is a, it's a, um, it's an honest person, and um, and he actually has brought what he's got. So you're the one who is not honest, and James is honest, and I will appoint him to to be um to be the CEO. So it's a an illustration, but it shows how important is honesty. How important it is for us to be honest. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed if you don't produce the same result as others. But if we produce a result before God, the Bible is teaching us to think about and to grow according to our own faith level. Don't compare us to others. Don't compare us to other people who are much better than us because we'll be envious and we'll feel that we're meaningless. And we'll be proud if we feel that, oh, we're much better than others. But let us all look ourselves as who we are. So now when God sees us, however we are, we'll be able to enjoy it and we'll be able to be happy. So let us all walk with Jesus and to continue walking with Jesus. Stay with Him. Establish your faith in Him. And be rooted and Build up in Him and establish the faith. Walk step by step with God. Start to see yourself as how God is looking at our life. Amen? Let us all pray.